was just you and me. Hey, everybody. It's the pre-show where we talk about what we're going to do in the show. Let me turn off this fan. Probably better. Got this beautiful window right here. Looks out over my backyard. Anyway, what's up, bro? How's it going? Oh, not much. How was your holiday? It's fantastic. Still happening. Still going on. I stopped drinking just so I could do this show. Well, glad you're uh, showing that professionalism we've Getting come to expect water, from right, you. Right, right. Yeah. The show's better when I'm hammered. Probably, actually, yeah. Uh, Yeah, man, new, it's going to be weird because it's just you and me. It's going to go flying by because we always tend to agree on everything. I mean, yeah, we're so famously agreeable with each other. Uh, We got some Dark Horse news. We got some... Donnie Cates news, where this was his master plan all along. Bendis news, but on TV, on the TV and Punisher. I think that's that's where we're going to agree the most. Uh, X Men, all kinds of X Men, and then Hawkeye, of course. It sucks that we're the only two here to talk about Hawkeye. It was great, you know. Yeah, little, it was pretty good. It left me a little wanting, I think, but that's the point. That's the MCU, uh, and then the Matrix Resurrections, which was everything that it that I wanted from a movie uh, called The Matrix. Uh, food news, something awesome just for you. I appreciate it. I really do. Uh, and then, yeah, we'll skip Moment of Destruction this week. I will make a couple of mentions there, but nothing like book-related. I will not be able to contribute. So I, think, yeah. I think you might a little bit. We'll see how it goes. Uh, and then top three on a pretty meh week. At the I actually had a lot of pretty good books that I liked this week. Uh, well, that's good. There was one definitely that I know we're going to agree on. So. I had a hard time whittling down my honorable mentions, honestly. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Well, that, that'll be exciting to, to see, too. Anything else we should add to this week's fun-filled action-packed? I don't want to talk it up too much. I don't want to get anybody's Yeah, let, let's set low expectations. Yeah. That'll be the key to our success. This pretty average show. Anything we should add <laughs> <laughs> to this average episode? I guess we could talk about what we got for Christmas or what have you. Oh, okay. I will do that in segment one. I mean, I just got a bunch happy- of t-shirts, so I don't have much to say there. But We'll do that in the happy holidays part. That sounds good. All right, let's do this thing. Let's do it. We're on brand. I forgot which. Hold on. Let's Let's just do. Let's just do this one. Mm-hmm. It's still technically the holidays, and people are still having travel nightmares. If I wanted a joke, I'd follow you into the john and watch you take a leak. Plane trains It's still classic. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's one of the best comedies ever written. You know? Yeah, even though it is a holiday movie, you know. Yeah, I mean, like, in a broader sense, holiday, right? It, it is. It could really be about any occasion where you have to travel. No, for sure. Oh, Another episode of this Geek and Comics, Outright Geekery's comic book shit talk show. Shit talk show! It's Gomer and Taylor. Hey, hey. some twosome this week. It's the holidays, so, you know, a bunch of people out. Dave's probably fucking working, knowing his ass. Dave's probably working, and I think Adam has to uh, rent out his room today, I think he Yeah, said. he's entertaining family. Yeah. But, uh, he's going to definitely, hopefully, be here tomorrow night uh, for Man, our best I hope of so, the year. Yeah. Our best Looking of forward the to that year one a lot. episode. Me too. I'm doing this one a little bit differently than I would otherwise do. 
because we're not doing like a list, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's we tough. can still like, we, there's still a lot to talk about. You know, we got a bunch of honorable mentions or whatever, but oh, for yeah, sure. we would, I think, yeah, I think if it's just the two of us, maybe we could do a list, but like, oh man, yeah, it would take us too that, damn long to rattle out a top. It would take three. us forever, ever. Hey, thanks for stopping by, Andy. We appreciate you too, man. Hope you got a lot yeah, of good happy shit. Happy holidays. I'll talk about what I got. I got a bunch of G.I. Joe classified figures. You can see them up here, but they're way in the distance. Uh, but I got a Destro, Lady J, Zartan, uh, Snake Eyes. Yeah, so I got hooked up there. And, of course, an Optimus Prime. It wouldn't be Christmas unless Radical. I had an Optimus Prime. This oh, I like he's got, like, the gun burst going on there. Oh, that's that's from Omega Supreme. The gun burst didn't come with it. The action, the, the blast effects is what they call them at Hasbro. That's, that came with Omega Supreme. I, I transplanted that from a different thing. He did not come with that. It adds a lot to the robot, so, yeah. It does. It does. Uh, I mean, that's a big gripe from a lot of the uh, TF fans that blast effects only come with certain bots, and they're usually over 60 to 80 bucks at least, you know. Uh, and they're really dope. Blast effects are awesome. They add just another layer. To yeah, it lets you, like, frame, like, an action dude. shot, you know? Yeah, dude. And that's that's what I got going on. That's what I got going on for Christmas. And I gave a bunch of shit. My kids got dope stuff. Uh, and he got Jedi soap. Very cool. Does it make you smell? It smells it smell like, I thought they smelled bad on the outside. Honestly, I assume Jedi do not smell good. Oh, uh, really? I, I mean, Yoda that. was like living in a fucking swamp. I mean, well, I don't think I he mean, has running true. water. Obi-Wan was living in a cave. <laughs> Luke was living on like the seacoast cave i guess so and i'm sure darth vader always smelled bad yeah i mean there's all he's to head to toe black leather yeah he he was yeah. rank i'm sure but i don't know when they were on coruscant and living the high life when they're on coruscant living the high life you know before the fall i bet they probably smelled great you know they had access to running water but yeah. all the jedi like when we meet them in their most like iconic moments probably Man, smelled dude. like shit you're right you're yeah that's a good call uh, and you got a bunch of shirts for. I for did. I got a Captain America one I'm wearing right now. Um, also, oh, I got did a, get. I did get this shirt. I did get a just a throwaway little. It's fun. That's pretty cool. Mandalorian comic book. I also got a nice Spider-Man tree ornament and things like that. Nice, nice. Uh, so yeah, we hope you gave and got everything that you wanted this year. Uh, what else did I do? I watched Don't Look Up. Did you watch Don't Look Up yet on Netflix? I have not watched Don't Look Up yet. It's a satirical sci-fi movie. Uh, it's written, produced, directed by Adam McKay. So you know, it's I was about to ask if it was Adam McKay because it seems yeah. like an Adam McKay thing, just based off of the premise. Yeah, uh, it's Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence as two astronomers who attempt to warn humanity uh, about an approaching comet that will destroy Earth via a media tour. Um, it's funny as hell, but it's like equally depressed, depressing, you know, this fake extinction level event is used as a way to mirror like real life society and how we tend to act towards, towards things, you know? Uh, it, yeah, it was, it was a little bit too on the nose, but the theme of the show of the, of the movie is it kind of has to be on the nose. Cause unless it's right in your face, it's sort of this this meta experience that you're not actually fully experiencing at all. 
And that was a theme this week in the movies, I think. So, like, is there a struggle to get people to, like, grasp Actually, the the severity of the situation since it was something they couldn't, like, you know, well, they necessarily go to, wrap their minds around? Well, for example, they go to the president, who's just a horrible person, obviously. Played by Meryl Streep. Very well done. But, like, it's just before the midterms, and she's more worried about how it's going to poll than actually saving the earth, you know, with this thing. And then like they have this plan to deflect it, to deflect the comet. And they get uh, Ron Perlman, who is like this old ancient, like American hero, conservative sort of guy. And he's the one they're going to send like, well, can't we just do this by drone? And they're like, ah, what America likes a hero, you know? Uh, and then at the last minute, I mean, they- I wish that was harder to, to visualize than it is you know i mean no, it would actually happen that these way. yeah these are all things where i could see these things playing out exactly like that yeah uh and then they realize that this comet is actually full of rare minerals that corporations could use and and sell so they abort that mission and come up with a, a plan to actually bring the comet safely to earth uh which i mean spoiler alert fails miserably and it's got sort of a touching moment, you know, again, about how real world physical connections are more valuable and more valid than online connections. And that's not a bash on online connections. It's just the truth. And, it does uh, sound depressing realistically, though, you know, the whole idea that like, oh, it is people putting what should be petty concerns ahead of. A yeah. moment where, like, we guys, we got to come together and tackle this. Like, I, I, I think I see what they're doing there, you know. And it's a lot deeper than that, too, because they get into how the media would treat it. They get into how social media would treat it. You know, uh, uh, they come up with this. Uh, it's a thing like, you know, just look up because you can see the comet. And then there's a counterbalance to that. Say, don't look up. You know what I mean? It's and that's exactly what would happen, you know. Uh, yeah, a little bit too on the nose, but just yeah, very well done. I had a I had a fun time watching that. Everybody should check it out. It's fun sci-fi. It's funny too. You know, it's funny. Kind of on the other end of the scale, uh, my family and I watched Encanto, which just released on Disney oh, Plus. Oh, fun! Nice. Yeah, I have yet to catch that. Maybe I will watch that as soon as we're done here because I'm thinking about what I'm going to watch tonight. Yeah. It's definitely a good one for the family. It well, it is about family. There isn't actually like cool. a traditional antagonist to this movie per se. The movie, the moral of it, is more about like you know not letting your relationships with your family like deteriorate, I guess is like the real danger that they face. Well, that's a theme, man. The the Mitchells and the machine versus the machines did that this year in animation. Um, What was that one with the mer people? Oh, uh, Luca. Yeah. That was kind of, you know, like that, you know, building, you know, connections uh there's this new movie uh come out ron's gone wrong it's about runaway technology but really it's about you know connections i mean that's some basic shit but i guess it's probably not too surprising that that's like the theme that a lot of these movies are trying to hit on right now you know times given what they are yeah Yeah. no shit no shit awesome let's get into the news we got a lot of Uh, first up, and I don't even know how much we can comment on this. This is, oh, I didn't even put the, the stupid don't look up picture on when I had it. There's your don't look up picture. Jennifer Lawrence was great in it. Well, that's good to hear. I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio was good in it, but he's always, you know, at least good. Yeah. And water's wet, you know? Yeah, exactly. 
Uh, anyway, uh, DH is the third biggest. That's what I'm hearing. Dark Horse is the third largest publisher of comics in the world. Is that so? It's that's not image. That's what I read, dude. That's hard to believe. I thought it was image. Maybe I've, those are just the North American numbers. I know that it used to be image. You know? Maybe those are just North American numbers. Maybe image doesn't have as broad Maybe. of an international reach as Dark Horse does. It'd be interesting to see if there's any like qualifiers to that. Yeah. Sure, sure. Uh, but they have been purchased by a company called the Embracer Group. What is the Embracer Group? It's a giant conglomerate that owns a whole bunch of shit, but mostly video game uh, production houses and studios and things like that. Dark Horse's growing library of over 300 intellectual properties with a structure and proven ability to produce IP, partner with top creative talent, and create brands and global hits. Dark Horse is in a strong position in a market where entertainment content is in high demand. This proof point can be seen in Dark Horse's strong pipeline of over 40 projects currently at Netflix, Amazon, Sci-Fi, Sony, MGM, Universal, and Warner Media. So they don't really care about getting a a place that makes comics. What they have is a test bed for IP. And it's a proven test bed. That's not a bash. It's just- I mean, yeah, I mean, from their standpoint, it does make sense. Like, the thing they are most interested in is getting a pipeline to things that are going to make them more money. You think Disney wanted to buy Marvel Comics? They don't give a shit about Marvel Comics. They, they give a shit Marvel about the Spirit. IP. Yeah. Characters. They wanted the locations. They wanted the the stories. I know? mean, so I'm sure they're happy to like make a little bit of profit off of the comics themselves, but they really print money with these movies. So yeah, that's absolutely exactly. what they want to do. Um, and just like when that purchase was made, Disney took Star Wars and moved it over to Marvel. Dark Horse is right there for anything the Embracer Group wants to do with any of their games in terms of of trying to promote stories and tell a story. All right. If you're taking a script or even an idea to a, a, a production company, a studio, you don't say, yeah, we made a video game, play our video game and tell us what you think about the story. No, this motherfuckers are not going to spend 20 to 40 hours playing your video game, but you give them a five pay or a five issue comic based on your video game. That's got an awesome character, a lead that everybody knows you, you, uh, characters, location, story. You give them that. Then you can sell them a property. And Dark Horse is in a great position to do that. Uh, Seems like a win-win. Yeah, I mean, there is a lot to talk about, like, you know, how these, like, giant media apparatus types, like, start absorbing more and more of the stuff we consume. And, yeah, that is troublesome, but I think that ship has sailed in all likelihood. It is. It doesn't help, though, that Embracer sounds like a dystopian future corporation. (laughs) It does. It really does. Join the Uh, embrace. Embrace yourself. Yeah. uh, But I get it, man. They they should be. All right. Comics ain't going to keep the lights on forever. They're just not. No. I mean, as much as we love them, they struggle mightily to turn a profit. Yeah, dude. And, And this is a great way to keep Dark Horse Comics running, doing their thing. And letting it feed into the bigger machine which yeah, is I mean, what this everything is, is now if this is a way for them to keep the lights on and keep publishing the books we probably just have to accept that that's perhaps the only way that they are actually going to be able to do that you exactly know? Uh, and again I don't think we'll see any changes here at all uh, Embracer Group is well known for letting the things that they buy just keep doing what they do without any big oversight um, Dark Horse has all the infrastructure all the people already in place 
you know, uh, if they wanted, and it's not like Dark Horse wouldn't have said, even if this purchase wasn't going down, if Embracer came to him and said, hey, we'd like you to do a five-issue miniseries on one of our games, they'd be like, oh, fuck yeah, we'll do that. Of course they're going to do that. But now they don't even have to ask. They can just tell them, hey, y'all are doing a five-issue miniseries yeah, I mean, on this game. They get in-house uh it's a PR. Publisher, yeah. yeah I mean, it's basically yeah. public relations. It's and it's easy to be cynical about that. Maybe we should be at least a little bit cynical about that. But also, you know, it is what it is. And it's probably not going to affect the actual comics themselves too much it anyway. Me- it just needs more content. Yeah. And that's like always a good thing. More co- more is always more when it comes to, to content. Uh, moving on, uh, most of the rest of the shit is Marvel, dude. We had big DC week last week with a, a shit ton of uh, releases with their solicits. But this week it's all Marvel, mostly. Thor versus Hulk crossover has been announced. I love this uh, cover for it. Look at the... Oh, yeah, um, Donnie Cates gets to smash his action figures together. It here. feels like, if yeah, it feels like this was his goal the whole time. He's like, I want Thor versus Hulk, and the only way I can do it is if I get on the Hulk book. I mean, I'm sure that this is going to be dumb as hell, but it looks like oh, the best kind of dumb as hell, right? Yes. Yeah, like, that's the best. That's... Fun, yeah, just to watch your favorite characters like beat the shit out of each other, especially two characters that are like widely debated, right? People exactly. are always talking about who would win in a fight between Thor and Hulk. So yeah, this will be yeah. a fun little breakdown of that, I'm sure. Um, it's called Hulk versus Thor. Uh, Banner of War is the is the name of the of the arc. Banner of War. Uh, Alpha number one arrives on April twenty seventh, and then May we'll get Banner of War part two in Thor number twenty five, Hulk number seven, Banner of War, and then Thor twenty six, and then Hulk number eight. So it's gonna so it sounds like more of a crossover than an event proper then. Uh, yeah, it's not really an event. It's, it's, it's a, it's, yeah, exactly what you said. It's just a crossover that Donny Cates is running. Uh, Gary Frank is doing all of the covers for it. All of the main covers for it. Oh, this well, that's always Martin, good to hear. This is the Martin Cocolo uh, variant. I'm pretty sure for the, for the alpha issue. Uh, and Martin Cocolo is doing all the interior. So it's going to be big. It's going to be badass. Uh, yeah, I'll probably end up reading this. I'll give it a shot for sure. I'm, I'm stupid. I'm stupid. I mean, this is stupid, but oh, yeah, it, it looks like hell. fun stupid, you know? Yeah, it looks like the, the best kind of And fun. Donny Cates is pretty good at writing fun stupid. He's the Michael Bay of comics. He really is. That's not a bad thing. That's not a slight. Michael Bay does some okay shit. It's hey, fun, Michael Bay that makes fucking bank and, you know. He sells movies, yeah. Yeah, I mean, people wouldn't go to see these things in droves if it wasn't something people liked, you know? Exactly. Uh, Legion news. Uh, Brian Michael Bendis actually broke this news in his newsletter. Uh, HBO has him working on a Legion of Superheroes TV show. Uh, at the moment, it's being developed as an adult animated show. Um, and that's really all the news we've got for it. Okay, well, Legion could work pretty well as a TV show, although Especially on HBO, I have I did not enjoy Bendis's iteration of the Legion. Me neither. I hated it. I, I gave it one. It was one of the. Usually, I'll give something a couple of issues, but this is something I gave just one, yeah. and so that, yeah, does speak to how, not necessarily bad, but just boring. It was not compelling. It was yeah. boring, dude. And the thing about Legion is it's huge, and he didn't make it seem huge. He sort of tried to make it feel small. It also doesn't help that you get really sick of Bendis's dialogue ticks oh, after a sure. while. And this, I like, 
it, the word balloon ratio to what was actually said in like a meaningful way was like microscopic. Yeah. In I don't that know issue, what he, you know, it yeah, took them know. forever to say nothing. You know, yeah, I don't know what he was doing on this book. I didn't like it. But with that said, I really like the Legion. X-Men can carry 10 books at Marvel Comics. It does. It has been for at least two years. Right. And has in the past. Legion has the same potential. Legion is quite a pedigree. It really is. Yeah. This is one of those. Yeah. This is a property that's not necessarily widely known to most audiences, but it is something that I've never met like someone who's really into comics who doesn't have nice things to say about the Legion of superheroes. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's just big, dumb, stupid fun, but you can make it so many things because I've read it. It's been so many things. I wish Jules was here because he, He's really the Legion guy among us. He too. is, yeah. He's read um, all of that shit. He's a sucker for that shit. This is uh, something where I would like to have his take, yeah. So yeah, I'm sure he, I'm, Well, I can tell you what he thinks. Oh, I hate Bendis, but I'm glad they're doing it. He'll definitely Which, yeah, he would, he would basically, like, reinforce, I guess, what we're both saying here. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, look on that. Who knows? Probably 2025 at the rate they go with this shit. <laughs> Maybe, you know? but I'll give it a shot when it comes out. Yeah, sure. me too, definitely. Uh, now this is the, I think this is the only, well, no, we got a bunch of X-Men news, but, uh, that's it. That's a really, I mean, there were other books announced. There were like two, two more, uh, like DC something's name. Anyway, uh, Frank Castle's definitive chapter begins in a new prestige, uh, Punisher comic this March. Punisher is the name of it. Just Punisher. No, you know, nothing else. Punisher. Jason Aaron, Jesus Aiz, and Paul Azaceda. Uh, and this is the cover. It looks great. This is what everybody is bitching about. Yeah. This is what everybody's upset about. And come on, guys. C- come on. Oh, I mean. It's stupid. It's almost certainly temporary. And it's, it seems. Almost, dude, it's definitely temporary. Yeah. And it definitely. seems to fit the aesthetic of wherever this is that he's at, you know? Yeah, here's the story. Here's what, and this is what Marvel sent out. The only bit of news that anyone has on this came directly from Marvel in a press release. Punisher, written by Avengers architect Jason Aaron. Come on, thirteen issue prestige. That's a weird way for them to sell it because they could just yeah. point out that he wrote Punisher fucking Max, one no of the shit. more he wrote beloved. One of the, yeah, one of the defining Punisher runs. He yeah, I mean, already wrote. He it. has a direct pe- like. He has his credentials already lined up for this specific character, you know? Um, But each issue will be oversized to explore the past, present, and future of Frank character's character and reveal where his motivations truly lie. All right, that seems like a bunch of bullshit to me. Uh, We already know where he is. There's no way they're going to fundamentally change change this character there's just I mean, no way yeah that happen. you should always take it with a grain of salt when they talk about how we're gonna blow this thing wide open yeah. with a character that's been around for decades exactly you know? but uh, that being said back to the you know we're kind of burying the lead here this is jason aaron writing a punisher book and that's already a pretty cool idea right oh, it's a proven success yes. already yes uh, the thing everyone's bitching about is his symbol changing, the skull going away. And the reason that is getting a lot of buzz is because, and Marvel has addressed this, you know, as recently as I think just before the pandemic in Rosenberg's Punisher, I think it was Rosenberg's Punisher, where Frank in the comic literally goes up to some cops, pulls the Punisher symbol off and said, no, you guys swear to the Constitution to uphold. I didn't, I don't do that shit. 
All right, that shit left me a long time ago. We are not the same. It's the we are not the same meme. And he rips up that. So it is true. Yeah, the Punisher yeah. logo has become extremely loaded down in the last yeah. few years, especially. Um, a lot of people were like, oh, so Frank's changing the logo. This is Marvel giving in to folks who have co-opted the Punisher skull symbol. And I just think that's weird. I don't think that's what's happening. At, I mean, at all. I, I don't think that's what's happening, but sometimes you do just kind of have to throw in the towel. Like who's that guy, um, that Pepe the frog thing from a few years oh, ago. Oh, for sure. That's true. Um, he, he yeah. gave up. He killed off that character because it had become so associated with something so toxic. Yeah. I doubt Marvel would do the same. They're a much, they have a lot more weight to throw around than whoever that guy was. Sure. But I guess if they were going to change one character's logo, this might be the logo to change, you sure. know, because they just don't want to with that stuff. Yeah. Uh, and I get what, what thrash is saying there. That's actually Eli uh, from the comic book bullies. Check them out tonight. Search out comic book bullies on YouTube or go to ourgeekery.com. There's links there, but uh, you're not wrong. Ninja Punisher does sound kind of dumb, but, and this is what I wanted to get at. Shocking Secrets push Frank to become the warlord of the hand. He I was about to ask if that was the, the beast, hand, yeah. Right? So that's why his logo's changed, because he's serving the beast. And to me, that sounds like one of the best ploys ever for the dude who goes and takes down organized crime you know without any care at all to just actual justice for him to have an end to take down the top dog if he could take down the beast the supernatural beast if he can do all that he can take down the hand and i think that is a worthwhile story because the hand is like sort of an organized crime that sounds a lot to me know? about remember at the end of bendis's daredevil run when he becomes the kingpin Yes. That was a pretty cool story, and this kind of gives me a similar vibe to some extent. Now, could it be yeah. dumb? Absolutely. But well, is there Jason a potential? Aaron. Yeah. Is there a potential to tell a good story here? Yeah, I think so. I think it's going to be both. Jason Aaron, I mean, all right, dude. That whole Phoenix War where they had folks battling each other, the Phoenix had. Yeah, they were doing like hell, a tone. Like but it was awesome. Art. Yeah. It was I mean, awesome. We'll talk about Jason Aaron later, but yeah, he does yeah. have a talent for taking really stupid bullshit yeah. but like presenting it in the most fun most thrilling way that you can you yeah, know the, and the final word on that is there's no way jason aaron is going to ignore the divisiveness that's come that's become associated with that punisher skull symbol there's no way he's going to ignore that it's just not in his blood he can't write he can't not write that into the story he's going to uh, so, yeah, I'm stoked for that, man. It's probably going to be six bucks an issue over the course of a year. <laughs> Don't um, doubt it. But we'll see. I mean, any excuse, they have to jack up the price, right? Yeah, that's in March 2022. All right, moving on to X-Men. Destiny of X is right around the corner. All of these books are freaking ending, basically. Um, I mean, we've already seen the end of Excalibur, um, of Wolverine this week, uh, Sword this week, uh, just book after book. You know, basically just reaching its end so that the big destiny of X relaunch can come. Uh, we saw at the end of Trial of Magneto, which we'll talk about. Magneto is sort of ripped. Um, 
by this weird choice that he made to let Toad take the fall for him, which is the most yeah. baggiest move ever. Are we going to talk about that later? Or we are. We talk about that now. We'll talk about that later. Okay, we'll talk what about- a scumbag. Yeah. Uh, but Immortal X-Men, it will star Magneto as he leaves uh, the island. Find out what causes Magneto to abandon the Quiet Council when Kieran Gillen and Lucas Wernick's Immortal X-Men launches in March. Kieran Gillen's a hell of a writer. I'll probably check. And I, Magneto's yeah. one of my favorite X-Men characters. So so that will be interesting. But yeah, we'll talk about d- dickhead Magneto. Have we talked on the show about uh, X-Men Red? Like, I know we talked in the chat about... You know, uh, no, we will. We, we will. That's 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 right after this one. I wanted to mention... Okay, okay, just making sure. I wanted to mention... Oh, no, I already did. No, that's right now. So, yes, X-Men Red. Okay. The Queen defends her throne. In Destiny of X, Mutant Kind fights for the Red Planet in Al Ewing and Stefano Caselli's X-Men Red. So this is Sword. This April. This is Sword. Basically, yes. Um, everything that we knew about the Sword happening, uh, everything that was happening in Sword basically wrapped up in this week's issue. Uh, at least the... At least the all the, like, the, the immediate plot threads, yeah. Yes. Uh... So yeah, X-Men Red is basically the continuation of Sword, uh X-Men in Space, but also uh them in uh in Mars, you know, doing their thing. Uh this is going to be really really fun given the revelations that we got about uh Abigail Brand who is Yeah, we'll we'll definitely talk about that shit. later. She's 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 more badass than Nick Fury. She is the point. baddest bad bitch to ever be a bad bitch. Awesome. And then uh, Wolverine is going to relaunch, yes, but kind of no. Uh, we got plenty Wolverine of Wolverine is like the least amount of reshuffling, as far as I can tell. You know, it's yeah. just basically the same thing, just with a new numbering. Uh, it's not even renumbering, it's keeping the numbering. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, this week, issue number 19 came out, which I only kind of thumbed through. I didn't even really get through it because I knew it, it was, was actually pretty cool. It was like a one shot throw away. Yeah, you know, but well, we'll talk about it later. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Wolverine number 20 will be out in April, but between now and then we get the 10 lives and the 10 deaths or X lives, X deaths, whatever of Wolverine, which will be a weekly or bi-weekly series that comes out. I don't know. And then X force where I guess it appears that Deadpool is going to show up. They're going to do new X force, but that's a continuation as well coming out in April. And then the last book that they announced is a Thunderbird one-shot, giant-sized Thunderbird, which also spins out of Trials of of, of Magneto, which was so fucking weird. Um, but this art just looks dumb. I don't know who this is. It's so 90s. That's going to be written by Nyla Rose and Steve Orlando. Nyla Rose is a wrestler or something. Oh, Who is okay. Native American, I think. I don't know. There's actually Native American writers and artists out there marvel that you could get you don't have to get just insert famous native here you know uh not to say this won't be good steve orlando knows what he's doing but i want thunderbird to be cool again. i don't know what to think about this honestly. i want thunderbird to be cool again dude you know i don't want i mean to thunderbird some... is a character who you know we haven't actually had a lot of time to grow an attachment to right i mean he yeah. famously died like very quickly after being introduced back in claremont's run yeah so we'll see. We'll see what happens. But And we'll get to how and why he's able to come back uh, later on. All right, man. Phew, that was a rush, Russia news. Uh, Hawkeye 
Uh, all right, we got a comment. Uh, Nyla Rhodes is a native trans wrestler at AEW. No, and I'm I'm cool with that. It's just I don't know why they're having wrestlers write the comics. All right, I don't care what you know nationality. I mean, that's hardly new. I mean, gender or sexuality. You are a fucking wrestler. I mean, the guy from My Chemical Romance wrote, um, what's it called? Uh, Umbrella Academy. I mean, I get that, but, and then was able, and then later, you know, did some Marvel stuff, but I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. If you, but, all right, Umbrella Academy is an untested thing. You want to bring Nyla Rose in to do, you know, eight pages in in a one-shot anthology book. You want to bring Nyla Rose in to do, um, I don't know, just anything. That's a few pages. That's this is Thunderbird they're bringing back. And this should be a bigger deal, I think, than just bringing in a wrestler to do the damn book. That's all I'm saying. Uh, maybe she's amazing. I have no oh idea. Oh, yeah, maybe. I hope so. I'm just saying, I know there are native writers out there who should, damn, give a native writer a fucking pen and let that person write the stories that you say you want to write, Marvel. You know, just don't just beat around the bush and, and try to pretend that you're. Giving people what they want. I don't know. Anyway, Hawkeye, episode six. So this is Christmas. Not bad. Things definitely felt a bit rushed in this last episode. Um, maybe it's because they just gave us so much. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how much more legs this story had to it. And this was a real fun ride, this last episode. It was. Especially when they're busting out all the trick arrows during that uh that skating ring fight scene that we were showing just there. Like yeah. that shit got insane. We've got like like Tesla coil cage um, arrows. Yeah. We've got more pim arrows, which incidentally, what the fuck happened to those guys? They got like carried the off by an owl. Them. I guess they must have. <laughs> Dude, it was, it was horrible. Was that a temporary shrinking or were they like permanently like, no, they are permanently shrunk. They are apple or owl food. Now that was a terrible fate. Exactly, man. It's it's not only disrespectful to the comics medium that they oh we'll just get anybody to fucking write that thing, but it's like oh look now we got representation. You know, it's like they can shout out oh look what we did. We had a native write this book, and it's like well okay great, but that wasn't a writer. You got a native wrestler to do a book, and it just seems I don't know. It seems weird. It's it's just weird to me. Uh, anyway, you back to Hawkeye. Um. Yeah, it was great. Uh, the Agents of Shields fans are pissed all over the place. All three of them are really pissed. I mean, that Mockingbird is not Mockingbird anymore. Mockingbird is is Mockingbird now. I mean, the character in Agents of Shield was around for like a season and a half, I think, and that was like ten years ago. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, but this worked for me. It, it's not going to have any bearing on the MCU whatsoever okay hawkeye's old lady is not going to get like a prequel movie yeah i mean if you're really is not going to join like champions this was just like a wink at the audience and honestly like if it's really (laughs) bothering you that much maybe in the mcu mockingbird isn't agent 19 whatever you know yeah make up your own continuity all right whatever's gonna make you feel maybe she's agent 18 in the mcu what the (laughs) fuck ever you know yeah there are tons of native congress out there who love their job no shit yes exactly exactly Eli, (laughs) if you're fishing for a job, you're fishing at the wrong place, bro. We have have no no control over that, my dude. We have no sway at all. You got my Uh, vote, but that means exactly shit. (laughs) But but Yelena... Yelena was awesome in this. Um, I really like her dynamic both with uh, Kate. I love the whole, like, hey, should we go get drinks later? Yeah, sure, but I am going to kill Hawkeye first. Like, that was really fun. 
Like uh, it's almost but, like you know they have like a childish fight almost, but it was still you know just yeah. It was well, a good life. Taking it easy on her. It was yeah. Like yeah. we can see Elena doesn't really want to actually fight Kate. In fact, yeah, she likes Kate, and Kate likes Elena. That was actually kind of fun. Yeah. But then when she actually does get to uh, catch up with Hawkeye, that did lead to a pretty effective uh, moment between them, where Clint was able to prove that. It's a Martha moment. It was a. It was so much better though because like it was a Martha moment though. That's it's a Martha <laughs> moment that was actually well implemented. It's I what agree. they were trying to do with the Martha moment. Yeah, like they gave these characters time to develop separately. Um, we have seen plenty of, especially with Hawkeye, like exchanges between him and the character that you know they're they have this connective tissue with. Um. <sighs> And I thought it was effectively done. The whistle was more effective than him just saying Martha. Like, you know. For sure, for sure. It is the same same sort of thing, though, but... But well uh, done. The thing about that is, is not only does Clint have this connection to Natasha, but so does Yelena, but so does the audience. Yeah. And it means something in a way that the... the Mar- Martha yeah, moment. That's exactly right. Well said. Yeah. That the Martha moment... This is the first time we've ever seen uh, this version of Batman. It's the second time we've seen this version of Superman, and it's obviously the first time we've seen them interact together. So it doesn't mean anything to us, exactly. And it comes, and the way you try to implement that by like him saying the first name is like, I get that that wasn't what Batman was really reacting to. It was just a coincidence to further drive home, you know, that like you know, oh, I'm taking a son from a mother or whatever. Yeah, but. The way that they chose to try to do that felt so fucking dumb. Yeah, it, it didn't have enough behind it. In yeah, whereas uh, here, connection. With yeah, we get kid. to have that whistle. Um, that you know, that's a a proof of connection, a proof that he and Natasha were close. And so, yeah, Yelena does come to realize that ultimately she is misplacing her anger. Yeah, and that worked for me. You know, I like that. Uh, yeah, I, I thought it was great. Um, and of course, Vincent D'Onofrio coming back as the Kingpin. He is just awesome. I'm not going to say anything that a million other people haven't said, but he really kicks some fucking ass. He's like this juggernaut in this story, you know? Well, he was beating up a 20 year old girl. And that's what he I said was, but like oh, he took wow, an arrow to the chest like it wasn't he even did. shit, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Kingpin survived that too. Um, oh, for sure. So, They're not bringing back Vincent D'Onofrio for an episode, you know? Yeah. Uh, they can't. I think it was just testing the waters to say, hey, you know what? Everyone does want this motherfucker back. We do the pan up. Because, dude, you could have edited that. Yeah. Like, irregardless of, like, not, irregardless know? of, like, the contract politics of this, if we didn't see the body, he's fine. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, but, yeah, he was fantastic in this it was very well done and uh yeah i'm excited for the echo show you know that's what's yeah that should be pretty and cool. i hope he's in it i hope I, he's in it. i would be surprised if he was not you know yeah exactly fisk was blind for a while and it worked with the daredevil story that they were telling with that for sure um so yeah we'll see what happens it'll be interesting to see but yeah I mean, imagine Hawkeye... him coming back and be like oh shit yeah but this episode a was a lot of moment. fun and the show from beginning to end was a lot of fun this was one of my 
favorite MCU uh, Disney Plus shows so far? Uh, you know, it's actually near the bottom for me, but that's actually a loaded answer because... Well, the, the worst one is still good, right? Exactly, the quality. I mean, we're talking WandaVision, Loki, What If, which, looking back, What If is a fucking gem. That last episode that ties everything together as a multiverse thing, I just didn't see it coming. Yeah, I mean, to go along with your point, What If is probably the bottom of the heat for me. It's still fun. It's, it's still a gas, you know? Yeah. And and with that Multiverse of Madness trailer that came out, the sneak peek, mandatory viewing for the MCU. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you at least got to watch the Strange Supreme episode. Yeah. Well, he comes back at the end, too. You know, he's all... Yeah. Yeah, if you don't watch... If, yeah, you're not going to understand the end if you don't watch the whole damn Oh, and yeah, but... you see Shuma Garoth, like, everywhere throughout the damn show. Yeah, dude. Uh, So, yeah, very, very well done. Uh, I think that's actually one of the categories on the comic book bullies best of like ranking the, the Disney plus shows specifically plus MCU shows. Well, I mean, that's, that's a tricky business because yeah, like we were just saying the top tier ones are like fucking amazing, but even the ones below that tier are still really damn good. Yeah. Uh, Awesome, yeah. So Hawkeye's done. What's next? Boba Fett? You want to do Boba Fett weekly? Well, uh, yeah, Boba Fett is coming out uh, a couple yeah. of days from now. So, well, yeah. we get to decide. We're the ones that are here when the decision needs to be made. So, yeah, we're yeah. Do fuck Boba. Adam and David. We're, we're doing do, Boba Fett. What's it called? The Diary of Boba Fett. Book Dear Boba Diary. Fett. Dear Diary. Today I vaporized. <laughs> it's going to be the book of Boba Fett. But yeah, I mean, I mean, if he doesn't disintegrate at least one person, <laughs> yeah. what are they even doing? You know. Yeah. Dear Diary, uh, all right, Matrix Resurrections, the most device, and this is how I know this movie is genius because just like today's real world, uh, you know, society, the movie is very divisive. That makes it genius. It's so meta that it's even meta in its divisiveness. Um, uh, yeah, stoked from Fett. Yeah, me too, bro. Cannot wait. It's gonna be so dope. It sucks we only get an episode a week, man. I really want to stream that shit, but uh, anyway, Matrix. Uh, I I like this quite a bit. I like this quite a bit. Should I go on? You probably should because I have nothing to add here because I haven't seen it. Uh, it's an updated remix to the original trilogy. Um, it does pretty much everything right. It's meta, like really, really meta. Perhaps to a fault, right? Um, but it's only a fault if you miss the point of the way that – I mean, you know how the Matrix is, dude. It, the original yeah. trilogy is about religion, and it's about society, and it's about our dealing with technology, and it's about capitalism and communism, and it's got all of these different things going on. This movie does the same sort of thing, but it does it with this self-awareness of how the original trilogy – is this cultural touchstone like the matrix? That may be, well, it is definitely a t- cultural touchstone. This is yeah. definitely something that you know, fucking bullet time was goddamn everywhere after this movie came out. Oh, they make fun of bullet time in this movie, I'm like, sure they, they make do. fun of it, but that's just probably my go to example of just how ubiquitous this movie was. That being said, I like these movies, but they don't necessarily have a special place in my heart. Yeah, they have I, a special place. I like them just fine. So as that guy who just, you know, is not over the moon about these movies in the first place, is it worth it for me to see this? It's worth it because it's on HBO Max. If you have a subscription to HBO Max, (laughs) yes. But no, if you were not 
a big, huge fan of the Matrix, you're not going to get anything out of this, really. Uh, it's not even, I mean, it's an okay action movie, but it's not really that big of an action movie. It's a romance movie. Literally, it is a romance movie. It's a love story. Well, that's what I gathered from the trailers is that yeah. most of this is going to be the reunion of Neo and Trinity, right? Yeah, that's that's really what it is. But at its core, uh, with that with that being said, the, the love story, it's really about, and I mentioned this earlier when we were talking about uh, a different movie, it's about how our online, our digital connections are controlled and manipulated and used by those in power and how our actual physical real world connections are way more valid and way more important that does sound like it's a message they couldn't have in the original one since you know social media yeah it had like so so much about our digital selves has changed since the first movie came out so see that does sound worthwhile and and as as technology has evolved and advanced the, the definitions for the original matrix trilogy have also sort of evolved and advanced you know it, it wasn't a trans allegory until like six months ago when Lana Wachowski came out and said, oh, yeah, it's a trans allegory. You know, people were saying that, but no one could say definitely that it is. And then it blew up. And then that's what it always was. And I'm like, well, no, that's not fair because it's also all of these other things. Right. So while I've been having all of these weird you know, discussions on the Internet about how good this movie is and how it's not actually proving how good it is, you know. I came to the realization that I'm not sure if it's genius or too smart for its own good. Uh, I had an argument with a guy and it was pretty civil and it basically at the end got to, well, as a black man, this is what he said. As a black man, I saw this as this totally different thing about how those in control who say they're going to help us really are not here to help us and are incapable of helping us and are just another means of control. And I couldn't have an argument against that, you know, because, you, dude, you're internalizing the art, you know. This might be a case where, like, none of those specific messages are really the intention here, right? That Damn. this that this is a movie not necessarily about an allegory, but about applicability. Yeah. How it's a story about, like, you know, finding your true self, a story in, in about... A way, yeah like the systems of power and a lot of people can see those in different ways. And none of them are necessarily quote unquote, the one true reading, but none of them are wrong either. That's, and I think that's the genius of this movie that it's so like open-ended and so philosophy. It's so full of philosophy that it almost loses itself almost. Right. But if the goal is to get people talking, this is definitely doing it. Which again is genius, you know. It's weird. It's weird. Uh, the it's that shows you initially embrace the on the online self. This new one is a warning against the digital self. Perfectly said. Perfectly said. The Matrix always made you think. This one does too. That's why I like them, dude. Me too. It's kind of like and and again, that's Eli Thrashall. This is Eli from the Comic Boys. He always said, "I don't give a fuck about the quality." I mean, of Star Eli. Wars at movies. this point, do you want to just join in on the show here? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, no, it's just it's hard to talk about the Matrix. You know, because you've really got to lean into it. You've got to intuit a lot. You've got to, you know, really immerse yourself in it to to really enjoy it and get all the the themes. Um, but again, w- what Eli has always said about uh, the Star Wars, any Star Wars things, really. I love the Star Wars universe. Anytime I can visit it, I'm having a good time. Same thing with the Matrix. 
they could do an animated show if they wanted to. Uh, I think if they did, they should do it kind of where I mean, it's back both. in the day, Animatrix was rad as hell. Dude, Animatrix is still rad as hell. It still holds up, dude. If not better now that technology has, you know, evolved. But um, if it was me, if I was in charge of the Matrix franchise, I would go to HBO Max right now say, let's do a new series in this new continuity, this new universe, um, and make it half and half. Half live action, half animated, and and just really do it. You know, I mean, really you could embrace off. that, like, whenever they're in the Matrix, it's animated, yeah. and whenever they're, like, quote-unquote, the real world, then it's, you know, live action. And you could do so much fun shit with that animation, dude, you know, nowadays. You can do so many cool things, so. Uh, yeah, that might be the best movie of the year. I'm well, I guess we'll find out tomorrow. I, I Man, it's definitely getting a mention on there, and... Out of all of the movies that are on my list, I think it did what it wanted to do, which was get people talking. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, though. And I had a great time watching it, so I don't know. Let's do food news, because I could go on and on forever about Mmm, yummy. Uh, let me delete this, because I don't want to pop it up. We got I should have just left that. Uh, we got a shitty one. Doritos launches a new... Flaming hot Cool Ranch flavored. What? They don't already have this? I, I have not seen these. The this new seems matchup. so in their wheelhouse that I'm it amazed does. that this is a new thing. It does. Uh, I really want to try these, actually. I love Cool Ranch Doritos, and I love Flaming Hot Cheetos, and this feels like kind of the best of both worlds. Uh, arriving just in time for the new year, Doritos Flaming Hot Cool Ranch can be found on shelves at retailers nationwide. Five bucks and two, uh, two twenty, uh, for different size bags. There you go. No shitty ones this week. Thank there you. Wasn't, there was not a lot of food news. There's not it's a lot a of food Christmas news the holidays. Uh, we were not. We're not going to do a moment of destruction, but we are going to mention that He-Man artist and toy designer uh, T. Mark Taylor uh, has unfortunately passed away from congenitive heart failure at the age of eighty. He was the designer for He-Man and Masters of the Universe. As well as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Man, I mean, he's really good at making colorful, distinct characters. Then, like, I'm someone yeah, who like that. They do it. That's that's a little bit different. Flaming Hot is its own unique sort of flavor, you know. But yes, go ahead, Taylor. On. I was just saying though, like, even as someone who's only like kind of on the outside looking in for the He-Man franchise. I could still name you like half a dozen of the damn characters. At least they're just so visually distinct. You know, they all yeah. got like their gag that they do, and you know, you know, good stuff. Yeah, very creative. Uh, ahead of his time, when I, th I think when it came to uh, to character design. Uh, also, uh, sadly, uh, Derek J. Wyatt also passed away. He was a character designer on shows like Scooby Doo, Mystery Incorporated, Ben Ten, uh, and he was also we mentioned him here, Transformers Animated which was a late 90s, early 2000s uh, animation is okay. Not my cup of tea, but we did want to mention those two passings. Uh, I mean, these are people. Uh, that first dude, um, what, what did I say his name was? T. Mark Taylor. He's actually on the uh, documentary series, The Toys That Made Us, which is very, very well done. Everybody should check that out. Awesome. Let's get on to it. Top three. I think I'm going to go first. Sounds go good to me. Quick. We can go back quick. Uh, 
Uh, I'm pretty sure we all we have the same shit. It was not a great week for comics, in my opinion. Um, Avengers and Avengers Forever were solid. I've, I think I've come to realize that Avenge, uh, Jason Aaron's Avengers and uh, now Avengers Forever is basically him just writing Thor with like extra steps. Really I, I that guess I could see that. I mean, oh, Thor is definitely his pet character. Oh, for sure. So for yeah, sure. he'll he he is like doing all these like it's lore weird. dumps for Thor about how like the Phoenix is his mother, and he was like the yeah. star. He, he was he and uh, Maya were like the stars of this week's issue. You know? Yeah. Uh, do you have Trial of Magneto on your top three? I do not. Uh, let's talk about it. Trial of Magneto number five. Leia Williams, Lucas Wernick, David Messon also helped out with art. Uh, so it really wasn't a trial like Perry Mason in court. It was like a trial, like he was being tried. Like these were terrible things that were happening to him. I guess. Some weird moments here. Uh, I really like this where Scarlet Witch didn't even realize that she was getting the three sons of the three kings and queen of the of the whole damn shebang she didn't even realize why she was getting proteus in here um which seems weird to me it seems like scarlet which still has this odd connection to the mutants which she does they get into it uh and then okay thunderbird does come back the way he comes back is man this is fucking weird have you ever seen that movie the general's daughter it's kind of like that i am not uh, like Scarlet Witch needed to die so she could go through the resurrection protocols, which I'm not sure how she even learned about them leading up into whatever they, she was they, doing. They mentioned that. Magneto told her about them. It was weird. Um, but she needs to go through the resurrection protocols so she can gain this otherworldly magical, and not to be confused with capital O otherworldly, um, this connection to the souls of mutants in a weird magic-y way? I mean, honestly, this right? that's a but. Yes, I think so. That that was a bunch of, like, magical gobbledygook. It was. But, you know, it's within the acceptable sphere of gobbledygookiness for Scarlet Witch, I think. So I'll let sure. that one go. But So now like, Scarlet Witch has created a sort of database of mutants who were wiped out or killed prior to Cerebro making backups of all of them, but also connected to any of the potential mutants that she wiped out during the decimation? Is that also correct? I think so. Basically, she has, it's like, weird, expanded bro. the server for all these mutant backups, like, basically infinitely. And that was her goal. That was her yeah. whole goal here. That's a... Fucking weird, dude. It's a satisfying enough payoff. As, as Toad took one. Toad is now in the hole with his fellow Brotherhood mutant safety. Yeah, but this is the thing I was confused about. Did they tell Toad to do this? How did he know to take the fall for Magneto? Like, what was his involvement? Doing it, I think Magneto told him to, asked him to. Or did he just think Magneto did it and he's going to take the hit oh, for the possibly, team here? Possibly. I don't know. I wasn't sure how Toad got involved here. Yeah, me um, neither. But regardless of how he got involved, Magneto damn well knew better and he let him do it. What a dick. Yeah. For sure. Magneto's big dick in this. Big dickhead in this. Do the ends justify the means? Maybe. Because now you got 20 million potential mutants instead of yeah. just one shitty toad. 
I mean, Toad always getting shit on, though. I do take Wanda at her word that she's going to try to get him out. But apparently she must have known that, like, Toad was going to take the fall because she's the one who pointed out Toad. Bam. He did it. Yeah, so this was dumb, stupid, and appears to be quite important um, (laughs) to the X-Comics, you know? Um, Okay, well, uh, so now that we finished the series, then, I didn't dislike it, but I feel like it should have been so much better. It really got... Yes, it really got sidetracked there in the middle two issues, like with all the kaiju stuff. Like, I get that they probably wanted to have like an action scene or whatever, but this didn't need that. And it got away. We were just spinning our wheels for two issues, you know? This should have been backups in the X Men books. Yeah. For a month or two. But the interest, the status quo is kind of interesting. I do kind of like the idea of like Wanda, like kind of redeeming herself to mutant kind. And it seems like Exodus and everyone else is totally on board with that now. So Exodus is going to have some new uh, bedtime stories for the kiddos nowadays. Yeah. Like they actually did literally show. um, Yeah. Calling her the redeemer. Now how the pretender became the redeemer. And now she's pro mutant, but or is she a mutant? No, she's still a human. According, they do. Yes, according to this, she is still not a mutant. I still am firmly convinced that that is not going to be. Even if they have no intention of doing it now, inevitably someone is eventually going to be like, actually, she is Magneto's biological daughter. You know, at some point. In a hundred. I feel like it's kind of a missed opportunity not to just go ahead and you know make her pull that trigger. No yeah. shit. Just it's going to happen not? eventually. Just get around to it at some point. The whole Why? not being a mutant thing, wasn't that all like studio politics in the first place? It was. It was all politics, dude. It's dumb. Anyway, my regular, my regular, my number three, uh, Black Panther number two, just because it was such a light week. This was a really solid read, but usually I wouldn't pick, you know, just a random issue number two. It was pretty um, solid, but I still like not getting T'Challa vibes from T'Challa here. Oh, you're not wrong. I mean, that one sleep rage is like, yo, fuck you, T'Challa. He kinda, like, what yeah. the fuck? Who are, I'm your goddamn king. What the hell it's are you saying? You piece it's, of he's shit. not a king now. He's not a king I now. guess, but he's still the motherfucking Black Panther. It's true. They're changing all the, the stuff. I, I like how John Ridley's kind of leaning into that new status quo, you know, and I'm sure it's going to come back to haunt him. This whole shit is coming back to haunt him. This whole book is about his ghost coming back to haunt him. Great comic booking here with the nine panel page you know i love that um great stuff here changing things up to have you know shuri do her technology thing great stuff there fun action panels right here you know and he's doing everything right i mean look at this get the little panther silhouette when his you know when he uses the panther power to know the bad guys are about to 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 get the drop on him so in an otherwise meh week Everything you said was right, but in the context of the story, I like what John Ridley's doing with the character, and he's writing comic books very, very well. So, number three, Black Panther, number two. Like I said, I had a much better time this week, I guess, than you did. I actually got a few honorable mentions to get through. Um, King Conan was a lot of fun. It was all right. The Um, ending was kind of like, oh, here we go, team up. Bad guy, hero, team up. But Jason Aaron knows how to write the character. He knows how to write in this setting, especially. It kind of reminded me of his Weird World book from back during the uh, Secret Wars. Maggots yeah. um, in the waves. But yeah, like, oh, shit. He, he did a good job kind of giving, like, an eldritch, like, yeah. energy to this wizard guy and everything. And it was pretty cool. 
And it is going to um, be zombies. You were right. It is going to be zombies. Yeah. Um, Wolverine was really fun. It was a good issue. Um, he goes and fights like a fucking whale. They said th- they called it like old mutant in the sea. It was really more Moby Dick. They got yeah. their allegory wrong there. But yeah. um, I really like the underwater scenes. They do a lot of cool stuff with the art. Um, Avengers Forever was fun. It's all right. I don't know if I want to invest in another Avengers book, especially a multiverse one. I don't know. But it was, it was all right. Well, that being said, um, if the, if you're not interested in the multiverse stuff, you should look elsewhere. That's all that this is. Yeah. But it was kind of cool seeing, like, you know, Tony Stark Ant Man. You and know, like, and in the what other is Avengers, Iron Ant? And in the other Avengers book, like, there's multiverse shit going on there too. Yeah. So it's it it does to me then read as a pretty decent companion piece to what they're doing in Avengers right now. So I had fun with it. Yeah, uh, and then, wrong. and then my number three is going to be um, Avengers number fifty-one. Oh, okay. This was really just a a fight issue. It was yeah. uh, Thor, Maya Lopez, and Iron Man versus um, Mother Phoenix um, and uh, Killmonger with a fucking destroyer armor on. That was pretty rad. Yeah, pretty rad. it's it's quintessential Jason Aaron stuff where he takes like a rad idea and just throws all the action figures on the board and just, you know, smash them together. Um, It's a cool start to this whole Avengers versus masters of evil thing. There's not much for me to say about it, except that it was good, dumb fun. Yeah, it was. Yeah. That makes it my number three. Uh, My number two is going to be the last issue sword number 11. All right. So our twos and our ones are going to be lined up. I'll go ahead and assume now. Oh, you got number two is sword as well. My number two is sword as well. See, it was a light week, man. Uh, great character moments for just about everybody in the issue. The art yeah. wasn't great, uh, but Brand finally doing Brand shit. I mean, here's a great Storm moment. I mean, here's a great Manifold moment. Uh, and then Brand just being all the Brand she can be, just perfect. I didn't realize she her mutant power was her hands got hot. Yep, that is her mutant power. That's why her name is uh, Brand. But that's new. That's new in this issue, right? I don't think I'd ever heard that before. It was when the character was introduced back in Astonishing X Men back in the day. They uh, dropped that in like towards the uh, very end of it. Oh, okay. So okay. Th- that's not new, but well, that makes um, sense. it's such an irrelevant part of her character. Yes. This this issue really displays very well. Abigail Brand is a good character because she is like the ultimate moralist chess master. You know, she is willing to do whatever the fuck she needs to do to. Um, get shit done. And I she love like the Jason, way she's, she's like Jason Aaron writing Nick Fury, the original Nick Fury. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love the way she's even mentioning here about like, Oh, Hank is like trying so hard to be like the quote unquote necessary monster. And like, you really do see here, like what an amateur he is compared to her. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But yeah, she fucking murders Gyrick. Um, and she was, we get into the details here, like, not only does she not give a shit about Krakoa, she's actually rather anxious for it to just hurry up and get, you know, buried at this point. Yeah, she doesn't even care if she's the one that does the burying. She's basically yeah. used Krakoa to get to where she is right now and doesn't care about anything else. 
Yeah, we um, also got to see, like, you know what the Thanatos Gambit is? It's that thing where, like, you set it up where no matter what happens, you get something that you want oh, at the end. for sure. For and, yeah, sure. she really breaks out a pretty compelling one here. We're like, she had everyone set up where th they could, you know, stop the peak from crashing into Australia. But she points out if they had failed, not necessarily the worst thing in the world for her, you know? Yeah, exactly, dude. Yeah, it would actually probably benefit her if the mutants all got blamed for for that shit, you know, at least in part, you know, of a distraction. So, uh, yeah, Manifold was awesome here. Uh, yeah. Storm was awesome. She basically like apparently she can just like explode a mass group of people whenever the hell she wants to. By, so like, she can lowering change the pressure. The air. She can change the barometric air pressure. So, yeah, she. Yeah, that's Omega level mutant. And I love how they fuck with Omega level mutants like. They just did it recently where Iceman, you know, Bobby can do a whole bunch of fucking crazy shit, you know? Yeah, it's really cool when we get to see, like, these Omega-level mutants, like, have, like, the godlike moments, you know, here and there. Yeah. That's happened recently. Jean Grey, just in that Halloween uh, issue of X-Men, had that yeah. moment with Nightmare. We're like, no, Nightmare, you dumbass. This is not how things have been going. Yeah, very well done. So uh, those are our number two. So our number one is quite possibly easily argued the best issue of the year. This had to be number one. Oh, for sure. There was nothing better. Nothing was Again, this might be the best issue of the year. It's a contender. It was amazing. But yeah, I uh, love the dynamic action. I love... Like all the people in the background, I love how he you know, fills the page. Like you're rewarded for your scrutiny, you know. Like yes. go through and look through all the little details. Looking at all the fucking graffiti. Looking at the yes. people like on their damn phone, and like yeah. you were talking about, like it might almost be worth it to get several copies of this issue so you can like lay it all out. Like I find myself like flipping back and forth, like you know, see how the top of the page and the bottom of the of the page just like perfectly line up with each other, you know? Yeah. Who is heartless, you know, which is like one of the guys hanging out, dude, just smoking a cigarette here, just a couple. Everything is in motion. Everything is capturing just this beautiful moment. Yeah, he does um, this amazing thing with like the foreground and the background are all being used at different points. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't have many issues of it because this is really a book that you have to experience. Uh, I love how uh, Tom Taylor, you know, always pushing his social justice stuff, which I fucking adore. Read Son of Kal-El. Um, but you got you got some homeless kids down here, and she's pretending that she's Nightwing. She's got like the Nightwing yeah. stick. That's what I'm. That's what I was like talking about earlier, right? We're yeah. like, you follow the action, you follow the main story, but you also want to stop and take in the details. Like that's yeah. so cute. Her playing Nightwing there, you know. Yeah. Even though it's like a terrible thing happening, you know. Yeah, but that does uh, show like the impact he's having on the city by yes. going out here and you know standing up for the powerless you know like yeah uh reading off my notes this issue works well standalone it's just nightwing going after his dog oh yeah absolutely yeah. even if you haven't been reading nightwing you should have been it's really great yeah. eli had a great point like it's probably the surprise hit of the year but yeah if you if you haven't been following it you should still probably track this issue down it's you can you don't really need context for it yeah um but with that said if you are reading it uh, it really is some background into what's going on and what they're doing. Um, I, I mean, the bad guys came and took his dog. You know, that's a big deal. Yeah. And, and it does sort of have some some little bits here and there that add to the overall story. But that's not what this issue was about. It was all about Tom Taylor writing something 
for Bruno Redondo that would show off both of their chops. I mean, yeah, ever since this run started, we've talked about like these these sequences that Bruno Redondo draws and how amazing yeah. they are. And I I'll, hats off to uh, the creative team here for Redondo obviously doing this amazing work and for Tom Taylor recognizing, hey, my I'm guy going, does amazing work. Yeah. yeah. We're, this issue is your showcase, buddy. I'm just going to get out of the way give you a yeah. pretty simple premise and let you go to fucking town. And he yeah. nailed it. And that's, I mean, we say that get out of the way, but I think Tom Taylor gave, gave him just enough dialogue, gave us just enough dialogue to know what's going on to run things. Um, but really like, I guess, yes, yeah, stayed out of the way mostly, which is really hard to do. It's hard to tell. Oh, I absolutely do not mean that as an insult. That. And in fact, yeah. I think that's a mark of his skills as a writer, you know, For sure. knowing, you know, how to write a story to perfectly showcase all of this amazing art. Yeah, it's awesome. I'm going to read it again as soon as we're done here because, yeah, it's something truly special. Uh, there were a lot of good single issues this year. The Robin race in, in Robin was great. There's a Flash issue that's sort of, you know, audience participation. Uh, but it's this issue and one other issue from the, not this series, but one other book. Um, from image this year that are really competing for best single issue of the year. I thought I had mine selected, but this thing came in at the 11th fucking hour and now I'm going to have to really reconsider, you know, right. It's definitely honorable mention, you know, but uh, yeah, it's a fantastic read. Yeah. Seek it out. If you haven't read it, find it, find it, go read it. It's great. Um, so yeah, that's it. That's the show. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. I mean, we filled more than an hour. I didn't think we were going to do it. Just yeah. Now. I mean, we, uh... it's a lot to talk about, even though they're, wasn't really a lot to talk about but you know honestly uh, though we were joking at the beginning we actually did find ourselves agreeing about most everything yeah no shit no shit uh thanks for hanging out everybody we really appreciate it uh go to outrightgeeker.com that's where you got a bunch of links to all the different shit we got going on uh including the comic book bullies they'll be recording later on tonight i think i'm going to be on an episode of their show in the next week or so just their end of the year show um but yeah, we've got our own end of the year show happening tomorrow night. Same place right here. Come back. Uh, we're going to talk about our favorite stuff of the year. Uh, it should be a whole lot of fun. Uh, keep coming back. Big Willie got shit going on all week. Uh, we got all our stuff going on all week. Uh, so yes, again, thanks for hanging out, everybody. Most of all, thanks to that one joker for hanging out with this one joker. Glad to be here, man. We're going to do it again next time. Same geek time. Same geek channel. Work. I mean, I gotta try my best, man. Right? You gotta pick up the slack.